Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on on this Wednesday. Welcome in one, welcome in all. We certainly appreciate it to all of our uh, network affiliates. We are glad you are with us uh, on this day before Thanksgiving as we get you ready for the Packers and Bears coming up this Sunday night. Primetime game. you got a lot of football being played on Thursday as well. So uh, a lot coming up and a lot to talk about. We bring in now our good buddy Peter King, NBC Sports NFL analyst. You can check him out in his weekly column, Football Morning in America, and the Peter King podcast. Find him on Twitter at Peter underscore King. Peter, how you been? Everything is going well. How's life in Wisconsin? Well, it's uh, we're not up to our button snow yet, so it's not terrible, and the weather doesn't look to be too bad coming up on Sunday night. But uh, this Packers team had some turnovers at cost of a ball game down in Indianapolis, and I, I'll ask you the question I was asking on Monday, Peter: Is this a good team that played a bad game, or is this a team kind of they are who we thought they were? Well, I mean, I think one of the problems in football this year is that virtually every team, I would say with the exception of Pittsburgh and Kansas City, has played multiple games that you say, whoa, what is wrong with this team? And, you know, to me, I look at Green Bay, and I I see a team that is better at stuff that they used to not be great at, you know, like for the most part being able to stop the run most weeks. Uh, and you know, they're better. And, but the, the hard thing about the Packers is that, you know, in the last, whatever, I'd say six weeks, probably since they're by, um, you know, they've been very up and down. And even like when they beat the Jaguars, that was, I mean, that was a nail biter that should have been a, a 20 point game, you know? And so, I think they're like so many other teams in football right now. They lose to the Colts, but if they play the Colts ten times, they're going to win five or six. You know, they lose to the Vikings, but if they play the Vikings ten times, I think they win seven. It's just they now they got killed by the Bucks, and I have no idea what that means because I watch the Bucks now, and Brady can't throw the ball downfield. And their defense has been very shaky. So I just think the Packers are in that group from, let's just say, 3 to 10. They're somewhere in that group. And 
I think they can play a game where they beat a good team 34 to 17 and they play a good team and can lose decisively. So I, you know, again, I hate to not give you a more definitive answer, but that's the way I look at them. No, no, I, I, I pretty much am in the same boat with you. I, I think that the NFC is pretty wide open. Uh, we know that Seattle has their flaws defensively. Offensive line keeps Russell Wilson under pressure. Like you said, Brady struggling throwing the ball downfield. Their defense has looked rather inept. Uh, the Packers have already beaten New Orleans, and we know New Orleans has uh, some quarterback issues right now, even though Taysom Hill looked great. I mean, there's nobody that's dominant. So I guess you look at this Packers team, and I, you, you could probably, as a Packers fan at this point, say, why not Green Bay? We know defensively yeah. they have issues stopping the run, right? I mean, other than that, they're a pretty solid football team. Normally, I might say... Like, you look at the Packers' schedule right now, and obviously the Bears can't punch their way out of a paper bag on offense right now. And you look at the schedule, and you know what you see? Like, really what you see is you see two games left with Chicago, and you got to love that. And, you know, the, really the tough game that I look at, you know, down the stretch is Tennessee a couple of days after Christmas. And that's going to be their toughest game. But I think they're fortunate right now at this stage to be playing the Bears. Now, they could lose one of those games to the Bears because Chicago's so good on defense that they could force some turnovers and all of a sudden it's a tight game late and who knows what happens. I don't expect that to happen. Um, but And I do expect the, the Packers to run away with this division. I think the biggest question is, and, and the, you know, the question that I think everybody would ask about this team right now, can they run the table, get to 13-3, and three, and win home field? I mean, that, in my opinion, would be a really valuable thing to have this year because there's only one bye. If the Packers are able to do that, and I've said this before, because the Packers offensively, with that pass game the way it is, they don't necessarily – they're not road graders up front. They don't dominate you right. in the offensive line. But they're more finesse, they, and they're tremendous pass blockers and versatile. And I've asked this out loud. People think I'm crazy, but does it benefit them to if they end up with a dome team somewhere to go on the road rather than playing in the cold and the muck at Lambeau Field in January without fans? But, you know, but the issue is, the issue is, uh, and in, the, <clears throat> in a normal year, you might ask that question because in a normal year where you're going to have fans and, and all that, it can be a real edge. But I think just, just remember a couple of things about this year, even though there isn't really a home field advantage, uh, you know, pretty much at all anymore. I still think that if you're talking about, and let's pick the teams that might come to, to Lambeau Field. I mean, Arizona, uh, the Rams, the Saints. I mean, I understand what you're saying about the fact that maybe they are more of, maybe they would be better suited to play the kind of finesse game that's played inside. I get that. But I still think there's a tremendous advantage of telling Kyler Murray and Jared Goff, you know, Texas and California kids respectively, and the Saints, a dome team, 
I, I think you're better off having them come, even if you are not thrilled about playing in snow flurries and 17 degrees. It's an advantage to play a warm-weather team in Green Bay in January uh, without any question. Now, I say that. I was just telling somebody, we were talking about Michael Vick the other day, and, and I said, I, I mean, I bet if you ask Michael Vick the most memorable game of his life, he will say the night uh, early in his Atlanta career where in a playoff game in January, the Falcons came to Lambeau Field and he beat Brett Favre. And that was really his first, you know, kind of his coming out party game mm-hmm. of his career. And But most, for the most part, for the most part, uh, teams that come to Lambeau in in January, uh, it's a you know a lot. There's a there's a big disadvantage of temperate teams coming to Wisconsin in January. Talking with Peter King from NBC Sports and the NFL analyst there, um, Peter, you, you've seen a lot of football, and we talked about this Packers defense. A lot of cries for different schemes and different things that they need to do. And obviously when it doesn't work out and they don't tackle and they're not fundamentally sound, everybody wants to blow out the coordinator. Um, I, at what point do you look at between scheme and coordinators and actually the talent that's on the field? We know Kenny Clark is good. We know Zadaria Smith is good. You've got some quality guys in the defensive backfield. I just don't think they have all the pieces to be able to be what they want or what the fans want them to be. You know what I mean? No, I don't think they. I don't think they have a top three NFL defense. But on a good day, they have a top five defense. I mean, uh, it it would be a little bit disturbing to me to see the performance of that defense in Indianapolis uh, for much of that game. I mean, I I really thought what was really interesting about that game is that if you've got a 28 to 14 lead at halftime and you're sort of gifted um, a 51 yard penalty right before halftime, even though it was interference. I mean, I've been railing about that, the spot foul for, uh, for defensive pass interference for years, but be that as it may, I mean, what you want to see when that happens is, you know, you want to see your defense be able to take control and, Quite honestly, it's kind of hard to blame the defense for what happened in the in the second half of that game because in the last 33 minutes of that game, the Green Bay Packers got a field goal, you know, and mm-hmm. they punted uh, a couple of times. They lost a couple of fumbles. Um, I think they didn't convert a fourth down at one point. But, you know, to me, I think that, Look, if your offense is going to score 31, you've got to be good enough um, to hang in there on defense, and they weren't in this game. Peter, always a pleasure to talk to you. We look forward to all the analysis and uh, look forward to the Sunday night contest as well between the Packers and the Bears, and we appreciate a couple of minutes of your time, okay? <clears throat> hey, sounds great, but thank you very much. Thanks uh, so much, and have a great Thanksgiving. There you go. Peter King, NBC Sports, NFL analyst. You can check him out on his weekly column, Football Morning in America, and the Peter King podcast. Find him on Twitter at Peter underscore King. He says this defense has the ability. Are they top three? No, but they can play to a top five. Wow. And he doesn't blame the defense 
for as much as many of you blame the defense, he doesn't blame the defense at all for what happened in Indianapolis. He said the offense didn't do its job. Punts, turnovers, turn it over on downs. Not the defense's fault. Interesting. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Epoxy Flooring Foundation. All those good guys over there, Sean and the crew. Go to epoxyflooring.com. That's epoxyflooring.com. Epoxy flooring, polyurea coating, everything they have to offer. Good, good people over there. Get a hold of Sean and the gang. Again, go to epoxyflooring.com. That's epoxyflooring.com. Dot com. Stay tuned. We're going to hear from David Bakhtiari. He uh, made his appearance yesterday on the big show in Milwaukee. We're going to hear from him. And I found that interesting that Peter King said kind of what Gary and I were talking about after the ballgame. As much as you want to look at the defense and go fundamentally unsound at times, and, yeah, they uh, they allow conversions on third and, and long. Um, but, but wasn't the defense's fault. The offense in, in the second half of that ball game put up a field goal and was relatively inept. And I get it. I get it. When you're gifted that big 50-plus yard uh, pass interference call, and it was it was legit. He said the defense comes out, gives up just a field goal, and after that you didn't do anything with the football. 855-830-8648. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Hey, a reminder, a lot of good uh, local restaurants uh, doing a lot of stuff for Thanksgiving. Keep supporting local. We've got a lot of good ones in our area. Uh, Stenny's, obviously, I talk about them all the time. Our friends at Sloppy Joe's, Joe and Ellen out there do a great job. And uh, the Social House uh, out there in Menominee Falls, uh, really good people. Uh, Sloppy Joe's, I had mentioned, but uh, there's Stoli's, Hog Alley. I was going to go over there and uh, grab a cocktail tonight as – uh, we get ready for the uh, the Bill Michael Huddle coming up later on this evening. But a lot of great local businesses. Uh, so if you get a chance, I know it's tough right now, especially during this time of year. If you do get out and about, you do, um, you know, go out and do a little shopping, don't forget, try to do some local stuff. Even if it's stopping by and getting curbside, try to do as much local as you can. Um, let's do this. Um, we uh, uh, heard from David Bakhtiari yesterday, in case you did not know. David Bakhtiari was on. The Big Show, which is the afternoon show on 1250 AM, the fan out of Milwaukee. And uh, he said, look, uh, they take the blame as the offensive line. Uh, you know, they didn't perform very well in the run game on Sunday. You know, I, I have no problem putting that on, you know, uh, uh, the offensive line. I, I feel like we, at the end of the day, no matter what run call is called, we have to execute and execute a high level. I mean, we got to get 10 yards in three plays. Mm-hmm. And we got to get that done in the end. Going three and out, not only once, not only once, but back to back. That's inexcusable, especially when we have the momentum. Uh, you know, before like right, right before half and coming it coming out after half. So, uh, yeah, it was just that was a tough situation, and it, it just kind of leaves a bitter taste in my mouth because we had a chance to really uh, put the momentum back on our side and then really keep the Colts on their heels. And I felt like we just 
collectively we weren't able to get it done and then at the end of the day for me i'm like you know what i you know i i put that on us making sure that you know we're the we're the tone setters that we're the five guys up front we set the tone no matter what no matter the time no matter the play we got to get it done so um he kind of states what we've been talking about when you say do you take the bears serious he said oh boy uh you better believe we're going to get uh, chicago's best shot no matter the the records we're going to get their best shot. Uh, they, uh, I mean, it's, it's exactly how the fans feel. It's, it's Packers bears. <laughs> so, you know, I, ever since I was a rookie, there would always be these plaques that just said bears week. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's a different tone, you know, especially these, these division games and particularly with the bears. So uh, I've never, I've never once really looked at their record when we go to playing them. Cause I know uh, we're going to get their best shot. From an offensive spec- perspective, we're going to get their best shot from their defense, and particularly my one-on-ones. You know, I'm going to get their best shot from the person lined up across from me. So I just got to make sure I come ready to play for 60 minutes. So then they'd asked him a little bit about his discussion with Aaron Rodgers, the back and forth with Aaron Rodgers, because uh, Aaron appears on the Pat McAfee show, and they've been kind of, you know, a little verbal jousting, I guess, and ribbing each other. And he talks about that and. I just remember I immediately after Aaron texted me because I think he's a little worried because there were a couple things that uh, he had said that he's he's asking for a war now. <laughs> and, uh, I just I, I just told him in advance I'm like I'm going to get you back. You've been roasting me. This is a this is a direct verbatim from my phone. He goes I go uh, I'm going to get you back. You've been roasting me. Got the PR team alerting me of your shenanigans. And then I go game on, big guy. Get him. Only response back. His only response back was, bring it. Bring it. There you go. So, then he got into the discussion about Aaron Rodgers. Now, we know Rodgers is obviously in the State Farm commercials, and he's done numerous different, different style of commercials for State Farm and different products as well. And Bakhtiari uh, talks about, well, Rodgers is not letting him uh, do a commercial with him. I mean, don't forget, they had B.J. Raji at one point do a commercial for State Farm, but uh, David Bakhtiari is like, he's not letting me do anything. Now, what about nice. this whole TV commercial thing, about you trying to pry your way into one of his TV commercials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, so so let me say this. That's where the live Ian <laughs> our friendship or said that he's not a best friend because of a, a commercial. That That is him trying to get clicks. That's fake news. He, he's, a, he's a big brand ambassador against that, yet he's literally using his own platform to spew out fake news. So I don't, you know, talk about a a double-edged sword right there. Uh, The only thing I've told him is that where the beef started was Baker Mayfield has a progressive, which is a competitor with State Farm. And he has a rookie left tackle in his commercials. And I went to Aaron and I was like, it's kind of interesting how, Baker lets his rookie left tackle be in commercials, yet I've been your left tackle for eight years, and you've never even once offered. Ooh, smoke. So then he then took out of the joke and started tagging me on his Instagram. Anytime he had to post for his uh, social media obligations to State Farm, he would just tag me in the commercials and in the tweets, and that's his way of getting me in the commercials. So I'm like, all right, that's really that's actually pretty funny. And then now – we had an argument saying he's like, well, I can't get you in there because you're not a good actor. I'm like, look, I make anything that I'm in. I'm, I think I'm a very good actor. I just have never had a big budget, budgeted uh, uh, whole production. 
right. to, you know, like obviously for Aaron, you know, he's got rewrites of scripts. I mean, I've heard he's pretty picky, hard to kind of work with at times. And I think, I think his big thing is he's scared that once I get out there with him, it's kind of like the clash of the Titans where he, there's another really good actor. And then I kind of steal the show a little bit, like in pitch perfect two, when the Packers came on, it literally was a, a little bit of a shift where everyone was like, oh, wow, like we had a lot bigger role than people had expected. Um, they thought it would just kind of be a short, cool, a quick little blip on the radar. And I don't think Aaron's ready for that kind of uh, that shift you know in the spotlight. Aaron, Aaron kind of enjoys that light being on him. So then Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show goes and explains why David Bakhtiari, why he thinks he's being so sensitive when it comes to their friendship. Look, this is the guy who threatened to not call me a best friend because I didn't put him in an ad, in a commercial. Now, and I, I posted it. When you're talking about, you know, the, the commercials that he's done and you line them up next to some other guys who've been in commercials with me, it's just not close. I mean, you have to, if you're in a Cellcom commercial with Matt LaFleur, you got to be better than Matt. I mean, look at what Clay Matthews did for years in my commercials. True. BJ Kaji. True. Randall Cobb. True. Yeah. Me, you're telling me if we got Scrappy the dog or Tikitari, who are you taking? So, Scrappy the dog, by the way. Uh, now, he says, now that Bakhtiari got paid, uh, well, spent a little bit of that money. I'm looking for a certain car. My Christmas wish uh, was uh, for David to get me a gift. Um, now that he's the highest paid lineman uh, of all time. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I just thought this could be the year, guys. This could be it. Like, let's all just focus our mind and manifest me getting a gift from Dave for the first time ever. I don't need to go through. Actually, I already have the gifts that I've given him um, over the years. We know. But uh, what I said in this, it was that just wasn't the Christmas wish. It was a two-part wish. Oh, okay. And the second part was that when I was a kid uh, and I watched uh, uh, a James Bond movie, Bond before Daniel Craig was fantastic, was Pierce Brosnan. And Pierce Brosnan, uh, among other things, drove an Aston Martin in one of the Bond movies. I believe it was Die Another Day. If I'm wrong, you can correct me real quick. Yeah, nobody knows. Um, But I've always wanted one. And so I thought, this could be the year. My left tackle just got filthy rich. Oh, so rich. And I've always wanted an Aston Martin. Now, Aaron Rodgers pretty rich himself so there you go you're talking about throwing around some serious money how are we looking uh let's do this when we come back we're going to switch gears just a little bit we got to talk about the nba offseason and the bucks place and what went so horribly horribly wrong with the bogdanovich deal we'll get into that sean devaney the nba writer for forbes.com and heavy.com he's going to talk some nba with us when we come back stay tuned more of the bill michael show coming up but right now radio joe zanzola has a little bit to tell you about his guys over there at hyundai yeah who needs an aston martin when you can just get a hyundai hyundai's are Damn nice cars. I, I I love my Hyundai. I've got a Hyundai Sonata, and I've been very, very happy with it. And I got it from my friends at Hyundai West Dallas. Not only do you get a good car at Hyundai West Dallas, but you also get great customer service. And that's really what it's all about, right? I mean, you want to feel good when you walk in. You want to make sure you have a good relationship. You want to make sure that the whole car buying experience works out really well and that's what they do the other big thing is at hyundai west Dallas, they are all about your safety so not only are they the number one 
overall store and customer satisfaction, they are wiping everything down. They're wearing masks. And if you forget your own mask at home, they got you covered. They're not going to charge you for it. They'll hand you a mask right when you walk in and you're good to go. And even if you're taking your car into service, they're putting steering wheel covers on to make sure no germs get past. It's just everything that they're doing, the little things to take care of you at Hyundai West Alice. They also have the lowest prices in town, including some really good deals on the 2021 Hyundai Palisade, the best-selling SUV around. Hyundai West Dallas, they're located just off of Highway 100 in West Dallas, a quick 15-minute ride from, say, Waukesha or downtown Milwaukee. And if it's a little bit of a drive to get to Hyundai West Dallas, for some of you, just go to HyundaiWestDallas.com. They can help you there as well. And if you mention my name, Joe Zenzola or Radio Joe, you'll get an additional $500 off any new or used vehicle in their inventory. Hyundai West Dallas, where their ordinary needs to be extraordinary. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Don't forget the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up tonight, 6 to 8. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Tonight, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 along with Drew Burgoyne. The same. Going to be joining me tonight. Going to be talking about this Packers matchup coming up on prime time Sunday night as they take on their rival, the Chicago Bears. In the meantime, what the hell went on in this offseason with the Bucks? And uh, just a lot of uh, consternation over the Bogdanovich deal and uh, to talk more about it and uh, maybe shed some light on things. Sean Devaney, our good buddy, NBA writer for Forbes.com and Heavy.com. Sean, how you been? I'm pretty good, Bill. How are you? We're doing well. So let's start with the Drew Holiday uh, signing first and foremost. As the Bucks make a deal, they bring in Drew Holiday. Uh, Bledsoe now gone. Do you like that deal for the Bucks? I do, yeah. I, you know, there's no question that uh, – uh, what Bledsoe brought to them, um, you, you know, there, there, there was some value there, but it didn't really fit with the team, you know, that, that, that they needed a guy uh, who could be, um, you know, a, a better shooter who could do a little bit more in terms of uh, uh, caring for the ball and not turning it over, not taking too many chances. Uh, that's the kind of player that True Holiday is. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's, he's a veteran guy, um, and, and I think that that's something that, when you look at one of the weak points for them, especially in the playoffs, uh, that was something that was able to be exposed by other teams. And uh, you won't see that as much with, with Drew Holiday. Uh, terrific two-way player. Um, you know, just a guy who, um, you know, you look at uh, the top 25 players in the league, you probably would have him uh, between 20 and 25. Um, you know, he is that good. Uh, I, I just think that this is a big, big, really a big upgrade for them, something that they needed to do. And then the Bogdanovich deal. Um, it, it, it just, exactly, it makes you kind of laugh because this was a deal that, on one hand, if they do the deal, there's very limited money, and then they got to restock the bench. On the other hand, they do the deal, and you've got a really, really good starting five when you put Giannis in the mix and company. So what happened there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's something where if you're going to agree to a sign-and-trade, 
the league really wants you to wait until it's you're eligible to to actually sign in order to do that uh and and I think that was the big problem uh was that you're not really able to uh, to announce a deal, to uh, to to uh, to have a deal be be put out there in the ether, uh, you know, without actually it, it it being time to sign. So Friday was the day that that we could start signing contracts in the NBA, uh, and this this deal came down on Monday. Uh, you know, that's it's it's just a it's a softball tampering sort of situation. It's it's an easy one. Uh, you can't have a sign and trade. Uh, before you have uh, uh, be, be, before free agency comes out, so um, you know it was it was always something that you know obviously look and I was one of them. But you look at the deal, you think, wow, this is great, this is great for the Bucks, this is going to be great, and 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 then only later do you say, wait, they're not supposed to do this. <laughs> you know, this is not right. supposed to be how this works. Uh, so yeah, once once the uh, w- w- once word of the deal spread, uh, you had other owners step in and say, wait, 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 this this we cannot let this stand. Uh, and that's that's why the whole thing fell apart. Yeah, I uh, I still look, you know, Chris Middleton, Giannis and company, you know, they get rid of Bledsoe, they bring in Drew Holiday. I think, you know, uh, Brooke Lopez, obviously, they've got good defenders there. I like Drew Holiday, what he brings. They keep some of their bench together. So it, it's, it's not as if the team got worse. It's just kind of the way – it was just a fiasco, and 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 then to, to to find out that Bogdanovich never wanted to sign a, a um you know a sign and trade. He wanted to be able to go and explore restricted free agency. Don't you think you would have checked all that and crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's before you even had that kind of an announcement or let that word leak out? Yeah, that 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 was really the surprising thing because uh, you know even with the trade that they had in place with Sacramento, uh, they still were going to have to do another uh, another move or two to create enough room to where they could give Bogdanovich the kind of contract that he wanted. Uh, you know, he winds up getting four years and seventy two million from uh, uh, from uh, from Atlanta, um, and and you know you kind of have to check with the player <laughs> to, to right. do a sign of trade. So uh, yeah, this. This was uh, it was it, it was clumsy from the very beginning. Uh, now, as you mentioned, you got to say that they recovered nicely. You know, they went out and they got uh, some pretty good pieces at uh, uh, at a bargain price, and maybe you could make the argument uh, that they wound up better for it. You know, to get a, uh, a a veteran like DJ Augustine who can bring off the bench, and uh, you know, you have Pat Connaughton back. Uh, you get Brim Forbes and uh, uh, Tory Craig. I mean, you know, this is a it, it's now a, a really a deep team, uh, which is what Milwaukee's uh, uh, bread and butter has been in the past. Um, you know, I, I, you probably would rather have Bogdanovich, but 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 the recovery was pretty nice for them. DJ Augustine, good pick and roll guy, not a great defender. Uh, defense specifically in the postseason had become somewhat problematic because they just simply didn't defend a three hardly at all. So at least in, in Drew Holiday, they've got a better defender. But uh, with some of the guys they picked up, it's not like suddenly they, they became a defensive juggernaut. Also, you keep who was going to be involved in the trade, but a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, and DiVincenzo stays. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked DiVincenzo last year. I mean, from the time he played in the regular season to the bubble in the postseason, something happened along the way because he was pretty much – he was one of the – him and Pat Connaughton, they were those kind of unsung hero guys. They'd hit big buckets. They'd come up with a big steal. They'd come up with a big play. And then once they got to the bubble and in the postseason, it just was non-existent. So it's kind of like you hit the reset button with those guys, but I still like their upside, right? 
Yeah, I do too, and and, and I think that uh, uh, you know being able to keep those guys is 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 something that will help as well, and it it helps you because you know Drew Holiday, I believe he's either thirty or thirty one. Uh, you know he's he's not going to be around forever. You know he's not going to be a guy who uh, is 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 on the upswing here. So uh, yeah, you know you need to have some so, some young blood uh, behind the guys that uh, uh, that you've got. So obviously they want to go all in for this year, uh, but at the same time it it is nice to have some young assets behind them. And I also think I I should say too, Bill, that that Tory Craig. Uh, you know, you mentioned some of the defensive uh, uh, deficiencies. He, he's a guy who can solve a lot of that. He, he's a terrific, terrific defensive player. Um, going uh, along the, 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 the thought process, some of the other teams, obviously, Abadeo signs in Miami, uh, and you've got people that were waiting. And, and I, I don't know what the rumors are out there, but look, wouldn't you expect Giannis to sign the Supermax? Because it seems like the, uh, the, 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 the organization is doing everything they can to better this team, you would assume he's going to sign the Supermax, correct? I think that the the fact that you saw the Lakers go ahead and start signing contracts uh, for next season, uh, that, that, that that will take up space uh, in 2021, and the fact that Adebayo signed his contract in Miami, those are the two teams that probably had their eyes uh, on, on potentially making a run at Antetokounmpo uh, in the summer. Uh, the fact that both of those teams sort of uh, uh, sacrificed their, their their cap space that year, um, you know that 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 pretty much tells you what 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 teams around the league think is going to happen here. That uh, uh, that Giannis is going to sign. Um, you know, obviously nothing official or anything like that, but um, it it is something that I think. Uh, uh, the reaction of other teams kind of tells you what uh, uh, what the feeling around the league is. Last couple of years, the Bucks have had the best regular season uh, record. Now they get into the postseason and they haven't been able to uh, get the job done. Who are the true contenders in the East other than the Bucks? You know, I, I you certainly you have to consider Miami uh, still. Um, you know, obviously that they were sort of an Achilles heel for the for the Bucks all year. Sort of the things that they do. Are, are are things that uh, uh, that you can really poke at with the Bucks, you know, with the way that they can shoot the three guys like uh, Hero and 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 Robinson uh, really stretch the floor. Now they add Avery Bradley as well, um, you know. So I think Miami, you still have to consider them, uh, even if they're not one of the best regular season teams. They are still a team that uh, that that has a little bit of kryptonite for for Milwaukee uh, next year, just like they did last year. So I would say Miami's there. Uh, you know, Boston they lose Gordon Hayward. Um, I don't think they're going to suffer that much for that. You know, we'll see how some of their young guys develop. I think that'll be the real key for them. Uh, but you know, Boston with with, with Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, and of course Jason Tatum. You know, they're they're going to be a threat as well. Um, we'll see what you know. Uh, the other teams, I kind of. Um, I, I, I kind of just kind of take a flyer on. I'm not sure that Toronto is going to be able to match what they did last year. I'm not sure that Philadelphia can can really bounce back after uh, uh, after a terrible season last year. They that they made some changes, but I just don't know that that's enough for them. So uh, you know, there's there's certainly some other teams that could surprise, but I would say Miami and Boston are still the uh, uh, the one-two punch in terms of uh, uh, which teams are the biggest threats to the Bucks. What do you make of Brooklyn? I, I, you know, I, I think that it's going to be a nice uh, regular season team that's that's not going to be much of a threat in the playoffs. You know, I just don't think that they can play the defense. 
Um, I, I, I just don't think that, that, that they're going to have the chemistry. Uh, I don't think you have a, obviously not much experience there in terms of playing together. Um, I think you have a lot of guys who aren't sure what their roles are, who have had big roles, Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. You know, they've, they, they, they've got guys uh, who are used to getting a certain number of shots, and now you're going to have Kyrie come in, and he's going to take 16 shots, and, and Kevin Durant's going to take 20. Uh, and, and it's just not going to be that much. I, I really suspect that this is going to be a chemistry nightmare. Uh, they'll, they'll do okay. You know, they'll win uh, their fair share of games. I just I don't consider them much of a threat in the playoffs. Sean, always good to talk to you. I appreciate some time, and uh, thanks for kind of shedding a little light as to what you thought went so horribly wrong in the Bogdanovich deal, and it was a fiasco, but maybe the Bucks will end up being better off for it. I appreciate it, pal. Okay, thanks, Bill. There you go, Sean Devaney, NBA writer for Forbes.com, Heavy.com. You can find him on Twitter at Sean Devaney, at Sean Devaney. You can find his stuff there, good, good stuff. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing a call. them 844-PRIDE. Go to SchneiderJobs.com. Don't miss the Van Horn Automotive Group Cyber Sale going on right now through December 5th. Hundreds of vehicles marked down from all the Van Horn locations. Shop them at one place, VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. You can create your deal online. Set up an appointment. Go in and get that new car smell if you choose. Plus, they're going to offer no payments for 90 days, and they've got service specials right now like tires and brakes and a lot more, and you can even finance your service. And don't forget Van Horn Automotive, home of the 90-day test drive and free oil changes for life with every vehicle purchased, and every employee at Van Horn Automotive is an owner. They all have a vested interest in your complete satisfaction. So go to VanHornAuto.com for all the details. That's VanHornAuto.com. Dot com. Cyber sale going on through December 5th, so hurry on in or just go to uh, VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. The Van Horn Automotive Group, they are family-born and employee-owned. Was he wrong? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to host the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Now, if Green Bay wins, it'll be their 100th victory over Chicago in the NFL's longest rivalry. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Any opponent, it's important for us to get up for no matter who it is, but more importantly, it's a division game. Whether it's the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions, these division games are so important because you can really separate yourself within the division by winning those games. The Bears veteran safety, Eddie Jackson, placed on the team's COVID-19 reserve list. Bears head coach, Matt Nagy. It's the Packers. It's against a really, really good football team that's well-coached and has a lot of great players. That just makes it even more exciting for our guys. So I'm excited to see the competition level of where we're at and how we're going to respond to where we're at right now. The Packers are 7-3. and three. Chicago is 5-5. Five and five. Packers left tackle, David Bakhtiari. No matter the, the records, we're going to get their best shot. It's exactly how the fans feel. It's, it's Packers-Bears. <laughs> That's David Bakhtiari in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Well, some bad news as if COVID doesn't suck already. 
So tradition tomorrow on Thanksgiving is get up, put the bird in the oven, you start to make some of your uh, goodies, and then as football begins to unfold, you go over there, you check on it, you baste the turkey, and then by the time the second game is here, you are, uh, you're grubbing down like a madman and like you've never seen food before and you could possibly go to the electric chair later. Then you rally. And how do you rally? Usually a couple of belches. Maybe you blast one. And then you put on sweatpants and you rally. And then during the, the Thursday night Thanksgiving game, you uh, you go back in for leftovers or that piece of pumpkin pie that you can't even see because you got so much Cool Whip on it. That it's gone. It's just this big white mush, and you take a bite in it, and it's just, uh, it, oh, oh God, yeah, it's just so good. So now you don't have the the Thursday night game. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens has been postponed. They're going to play it on Sunday to give them a few more days to wrap their arms around COVID. So you got two games, the Lions and the Cowboys. Facing off against their respective opponents. But there will be no Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens game on Thursday night. Oh, damn. This COVID thing sucks. It just does. It just does. All right, we got a lot yet to go. We still got another another two hours of the program. So, speaking of Thanksgiving, there's one dish everybody loves, and I'm not a fan. We'll talk about that because I'm getting all of this over there on Facebook and Twitter. Also, Burke Griffin, sports director for WFRV-TV in in Green Bay, is going to join us at the bottom of the next hour. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. to border the bill michaels sports talk network listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader and watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on mlb big inning mlb at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month deep left field it's gonna go alvarez ties the game Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.